Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Media when he covers your story, your story will be oh, covered from the ground up. Listen, you know what always goes down at the Jason Lee Show, and I love every guest I've had so far, but this next guest has been not just a friend of mine and the culture, but it's put on for so many black people, including my black ass, uh, talk show host, radio show host, executive producer, comedian, rapper, artist, baby daddy, father, um, Nick Cannon. Hey! <laughs> Beloved, you good? I'm great. I see Louie down, got the uh, Air Force Ones on. I bought Wait, this with my wild and out check. I see, I see, I see. Oh shit, you got, you got different type of checks now. No, listen, listen, before we even get into it, I gotta give you a flowers. And I really feel like- No, I don't want no flowers first. You don't want that. No. You okay, we, you good? I'm, I'm better. Okay, cause yes. they said Jason was in his feelings cause I ain't showed up yet. So I was well, like- Well, listen, I'm listen. I'm just trying I know, to make sure I, I you good. You, I know uh, you've been busy. Give me a hug, no, man, I, okay, give, give me a okay, hug. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. We gotta start this no, shit off I, right, man. I, I'm I, not gonna say I was in my feelings. Yes, I was. You in was my, in your feelings. It's okay to be. I was sensitive. in my feelings. I'm gonna tell you why I was in my feelings. Okay, first we have to start by saying I, I'm now like in this whole mind. I'm in my mind about like who my relationships are. I know you've gone through. And that. I was saying this is hard. That's why I was like, I'm gonna come fuck with you because I know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean, having to do a daily show. Uh, you know, obviously I got one now, but even more, I was isolated out in, in Harlem every day, and that's what you were like. Re you want your people that fuck with you yeah. to actually come and support you, especially when you're trying to put on for the culture. It, so but it was less about the show. Let me tell you what he's talking about. So when we started the show, of course, they were like, they were the top people I wanted to have on the show, not just because the show demand of delivering right, show, right. but because of how important they are to me. And, and I will say, and this is where I was gonna give you your flowers, I'll kind of weave it in here. On my journey of building Hollywood Unlocked, it has been a fucking task. Right. And you don't know who really believes in you. And I know when I had you on my last podcast, the yeah. Hollywood Unlocked podcast, you came on and we had a great time. And in the show I said, hey, nigga, I'm, I'm, I can't do love and hip hop no more. This is ghetto shit. It's just not a reflection of who I want to be. I want to go on wilding out. I said it as a joke. <laughs> right. And then I left and went on vacation. And I don't rap. I don't sing. I don't really have that kind of talent. At least I didn't think I did. And then I got on a plane and went to Hawaii did my whole Jennifer Lewis manifestation moment where I went on the balcony and said, all right, nigga, if it's meant to be, put me on TV, and then literally landed in L.A. You were the only message that said, you ready, and you brought me on Wild and Out. You killed it. Well, no, I, I went through the boot camp. Which, oh, no, you got to do that. You got to go through the work. For those that don't, yeah. you want to tell everybody what boot camp is? We do, is. like, literally a boot camp, you know, a few weeks before, because we get everybody who always says they want to do it, but then we got to see if you really got the skills to operate as an improv performer. I mean, that takes a, a lot, and it really just takes being fearless, and we put everybody through this 
uh, treacherous workshop of teaching them all of the improv games and everything you see on Wild and Out, but just really testing they 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 mental toughness and their mental ability and you pass with flying colors, man. You killed how many seasons you do? I did five seasons, but I did not pass with flying colors. I remember oh, yeah. the first boot yeah. camp. <laughs> yes. I literally and I'm a thug in every meaning of the way, left crying boot camp because when you see Nick up there with everybody, you it looks easy because they make it look easy, but it's really, really hard. It tests your spirit so many ways it tests your spirit and uh uh, uh niall is a bully uh now he's, he's a showrunner but he's a big dog i mean he started this show with me almost 20 years ago now and he puts he whips everybody into shape but it's tough love that's it's what tough it is because he want to see you win and everybody you if you get through it you you win but you want to see everybody win too because there was a there was a boot camp that i went to the hotel and i was literally crying because yep. i was done they had wore all my emotions out <laughs> now told me to get on the ground and act like i was fighting an alligator who wasn't there and i thought that was embarrassing because i was 323 pounds at all the right. time all right and uh i was not comfortable but uh, I wanted to quit, and they said, Nick said, you can't quit. You can't, man. Come on. Yeah, I got that far. And the fact that I knew what it was going to do for you because people got got a chance to see you in a different light. And, I mean, the rest is history. You know? you, well, the rest you is don't not need just, wilding out no more. The rest <laughs> is not just history. The rest is the championship belt, which I want. Y'all better clap it up for it, me. I want the belt. It's it. Not, so not, what he's telling y'all is not only did he uh, rock it as a cast member for five seasons, but he, because of now he is the Jason Lee. You can put the, the in front of the Lee now. Uh, he came back uh, for season 20, uh, and I, that's coming soon. And it, it's probably going to be one of the most controversial episodes we've ever had. But it was also, it was also the uh, episode where I felt the most comfortable. And I have to say, again, part of giving you your flowers, I had fallen out with Viacom. They did not want me back. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want me back. And you not only fought to get me back, but you fought to make sure your team did make sure that I was paid what you felt I deserved. Yeah. And everything was great. And they, woke, they welcomed me back with open arms. But, you know, you create so many opportunities for us. And I, I don't know if you get all the credit that you deserve. Yeah, but I, I want to no say credit for that, though. Like I just had to operate on the highest frequency, man. Just try to give like now I'm at a point in my career. I've done everything I could ever want to do. So now it's just really just putting on for people and continue to build platforms so people like yourself can shine man, and provide for your loved ones. So that's that's like to me, I don't I don't need flowers or recognition. I always say, don't give me no flowers. I'm still out here in the garden. Like I'm still trying. I'm out here planting. I'm still out here trying to get it done. So uh, it's. It's, and it's a, a blessing to be able to, to operate that way, man. Like, to be able to wake up in my job is to be creative and to help people. So it's like, it's, it's, you, you doing this and shining. And, I mean, obviously, you was doing stuff before we, we even got down. But anytime you see somebody on one of my platforms uh, and they take it to the next level, that's reward enough. That's blessings enough. Yeah, so what he was saying early on where he said that I, he heard I was mad. Heard I, was mad. I ain't gonna lie. I first got in my feelings when Nick decided to not only change his phone number, but get rid of a phone. Yeah, like, I, but that's, everybody got mad. My baby mom, I don't have an actual phone. And then, so let me. Why was that though? Why? Because I'll give you another perfect example. That last phone number I had, there's somebody out there that's like perpetrating as me and like setting meetings and stuff. Like, really? like, like that's the type of stuff if you don't have a phone number, 
Like, then you, people can't say, oh, I was just talking to Nick. Like, nah, I got an email. The email will never change. <laughs> it goes to my iPhone device. So or you, can, you can FaceTime audio. Yeah, you can FaceTime. FaceTime. I could text. But the number does not exist because of the simple reason. Because, like, fraud and people be getting in your contacts and shit like that. So I don't have a phone. But it also, the caveat to that is it probably makes me a little less accessible for people who don't know all they got to do is just hit me on the email. But well, I, it keeps I, I, a lot I, of the, the low-frequency bullshit away. I, I was told that. So it wasn't because Kevin Hart put your number on the billboard. Oh, that was that was the last. Was that the real number? No, I had. that's when I had two phones. <laughs> was that the real number? Yeah, 100%. And that phone blew up and then, like, that no. shit was. But my email, if you got my email, you got me forever. Okay, so, yeah. So when you lot, when you gave up the phone and I couldn't reach you, and then you unfollowed. But you could wait, always wait, wait, DM wait, me. Wait, no, you are responsive when you really need to get to you. But then you also unfollowed everybody. I said he oh, unfollowed yeah, yeah, us all and too. got rid of the phone. What was so, it? No, I'm telling you, sometimes you got to unplug, Jay. Sometimes you got to go find your peace, man, especially in this crazy world. Like, I play the game with all the best of them, but I need to separate my real life from all of this shit. So sometimes I just unplug and tap in with the kids and the family and just just don't. I like I live most of the time when I'm with my family, I don't keep my phone on me. Mm -hmm. So people like so I'll keep it in the car. I'll keep it somewhere. So then when I'm with family, I'm just with family. But to your point, because I have so many kids, I got to check in every few hours just in case something is going up. Well, the last time you were here, not on this show, but on Hollywood Online, you had three kids. And now, times four! <laughs> so I'm multiplying. So you went from three kids, now you got 12. Yeah. Do you have another one on the way? Because I thought I saw something online. Everybody keeps saying that. Y'all know some shit. I don't no, I know. I thought I, saw, well, I, I saw somewhere that you had 13. Yeah, nah, we ain't got there yet. We we very comfortable with the, the, the disciple dozen that I got. I'll keep my consolations at 12. So, 12 is a righteous, righteous number. I'm going to stay there. But from 3 to 12, how? because... The pandemic, Jason. That's okay. <laughs> so you just said. Yeah. So you just said I'm just gonna drop dick off until the pandemic uh, until they is open over. outside back up. <laughs> but was it was it because you want was it what was it for? You Why want a real answer? You yes. want like some no, fun real, shit? No, real answer. You want to go viral? No, you want no, real no, answer? No, no, no. Because I saw like now here's the thing. I know. I know how much you care about your kids. I Wonder. know how present you are in everybody's life. Yeah. I know how even when you may be having personal issues related to lupus or your health yeah. or other things are going on, you're still very much there for everybody. Gotta be. So from three to 12 is a lot, especially when you're- Not, I see to me, and again, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll chop this up and you know, misconstrue my words because they like to villainize everything that I say, but, which I'm fine, I'm good with being a villain. Uh, but the, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't seem like it's too much because I have a set of twins that turn to 12 years old, April 30th, uh, who are amazing. The most Extremely talented too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some of the most dynamic people. I can't believe they came out of me. Uh, but I, got, I probably got to give more credit to Mariah than uh, <laughs> to me for, for all of their giftedness. But so that, that, that's two. And then I have uh, three with two different baby moms. So just right off bat, that's eight right there. Just so and and with it that's and that's only really three households and so and even even in that that's two sets of twins as well so it's not like i was just out there moving and grooving and then you know you know based off of everybody else you know everybody i got i got two 
with Alyssa, and then I have two other baby moms. We have one. But I know you're very. That didn't sound like that much, right? That sound no, like that's easy to manage. All, I'm they, trying to do and the, they all live in the same vicinity. I'm trying to do the math in my head. But here's the thing: I know you're a very intentional person. You are not so much a, calculated. Ex- calculated. Yeah. So what was the calculation in having all these kids? Is it legacy? Is it love? Was well, it individual? Yeah, my therapist mom? told me do not call my children my legacy. Okay. Because your children are your children. They have their own lives. You don't. You, you, your job, we, we get the, the opportunity and the blessing to help cultivate them for a certain amount of time. But that we're, we're, we're borrowing God's gifts. So that they're not mine. Uh, but our legacies are the things that we build. I want to have a children's hospital. I want a street named after. That's the legacy. So to me, my children are, real, like I said, borrowed gifts and blessings. But to the answer your question, it really is being so calculated. I think, you know, I'm too much of a, a, a giver. I'm too much of a people pleaser. And uh, you give a lot and you please a lot of yeah, people. But, but that's what I'm saying. So in that sense, and I, I, I don't want to generalize or disrespect any of the mothers of my children. So I kind of have to operate individually. But to say everybody, we, I had those, you know, grown up conversations with everybody. And it just happened to be around a similar time to where, you know, everyone desired, you know, uh, to to have children and I was all for it. And I'm one of those people like, you can't tell me I can't have too much. I'm an anti-authoritarian. So you can't say, oh, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, watch me do it. And you know, I, I am a it. provider in its, in its nature and I think I'm pretty, doing a pretty damn good job about it uh, so far. I mean, obviously people, you know, create narratives and stuff to try, but I ain't heard nobody complaining. No, so I remember a long time ago when I was in my whole idea, quest of figuring out what a relationship looked like, Floyd Mayweather said, you can have as many relationships as you can afford. And I feel like you can have as many kids as you can afford. Yeah. Now, and then, but then that comes to the contract because everybody's like, it ain't about money. It don't matter. Fatherhood ain't got nothing providing. to do with finance. It's about providing. Not just finance, but be, you're present too. Man, I'm, I'm coaching. I'm, I'm at recitals. I'm at ballet. I'm, you know what I mean? I... I I think I'm doing a good job, but like I said, the only people's opinion that I truly care about are my children. And I pray that we continue, you know, a lot of them are young right now, but as they, they grow older that, you know, I will forever be there for them and if they need anything, and you know, I'm sure it's gonna be challenging at times, but hopefully they know we operate out of love and that daddy did his best. And you know, that's, I, I, I can't do nothing other than that. Like I said, I'm just trying to get, get better every day in every way. What about the mother of your children? Do you care about what each of them think as 100%. well? 100%. I mean, I don't really care what they think, but I care about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we have to have some very mature and adult co-parenting conversations daily. It's not like I would be. That's the other thing. I never want people to be like thinking this is easy. Or like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I embrace it and love it, it's just like I, every day it's, it's a new challenge. And. Uh, I welcome the challenge is what it is. So I never see, like, of course, every relationship has disagreements, of course, especially in this, I, like I said, shouts out to all the amazing women who have my children because to have to hear shit every day, to have to like maneuver amongst their own friends and family and be like, what you doing, girl? Like, you gotta be super strong. You gotta be super confident within self to know that, look, I, I love my kids first, but 
all of that outside noise I got to shut out and not operate in the low frequency because we all see the comments. We all see, you know, the, how do you, the, what y'all be saying on, on, on here is like, but, we don't be saying anything. I saw okay, what, y'all don't I be saw saying. what you said on your talk show too, talking about you was going to sue me and Angie from the share room. I, yep. I call my turn. I love saying, Angie from the share room. No, and we love you too. Yeah. We are only a reflection. We are only a mirror of, you know, what you're building, what you're doing. No, you not. Yes, you <laughs> ain't no fucking reflection. No, because this is what I would say. And as much, because I know, again, you guys got to do your job. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate that. So I'm never against that. But it's more about the way the narrative is painted. See, like, so, and I get how it works. So we'll sit here and we'll have an hour, two hour conversation, right? And then from that aspect, you got to create your headlines or your clickbait to go out there for everybody to watch it. So usually you'll take a portion of what's said and then that becomes the headline. And then no one actually gets to see the intellectual conversation. Because people do doing. watch shows and clips. They yeah, don't watch so the they whole... just watch the clips yeah. and we gotta get the most viral clip, which I know we're gonna make some viral shit pop off today. Absolutely. But hey, this man is a master at this, but it then shifts the narrative to a space of untruth. And then once you operate, because that's the thing about society today, we've been so demoralized that truth no longer matters. Mm -hmm. So like when a society is demoralized, all they just want is information and where truth used to be the, the thing that we need to survive. Now all we want is information. So the more shit we hear, information, information creates low frequency. But who's really in control of that? Because I mean, when you think about it, you know, I'll give you an example. You had Canon class, which I didn't get to come on Canon class. Yeah. I still haven't been there. I'm still, I got to bring it back though. Got to bring it back. But I got to bring it back carefully because they didn't want it. It was but, too much. But that's what I'm saying. So when you talk about information, I felt like Canon class was extremely educational. Yes. It was informative in a way that real is rare and they couldn't really digest it all. Yeah. And then the fearlessness coupled with intelligence and, uh, and a, and a space it. to allow people to really have free thought came with a price. Yeah, man. You can't let them know how smart you are because then that's when they want shut you down and, and, and shift other conversations about you because there's like, no, he, he got it two together. So we got it. We got to throw some smart on his name. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up now because I wanted to talk about that. You know, when the whole Viacom thing went down, you had the Canon class, you had yeah. the interview. I uh, interviewed Professor Griff. And it was extremely, I thought, informative. See, this is what I've learned knowing that process, too, because there's this thing called pontification. And that's where I don't know that word. Pontification means really that you're just expressing all that, you know, soapboxing. You know, we see that a lot on Fox News and CNN to where they're just debating just for no reason. They ain't really looking for resolution. They're just looking for uh, uh, just really shine. I mean, we're all we all sold our souls to this horrible thing called social media. And really all we want, like clicks and clout is the new cocaine and we all ODing on it just based off of it because we I'm gonna want to use that quote. Yeah, yeah. We, clout, the new coke. Yeah, it is because our, we all are slaves to the attention that this platform provides. So we get up here and we pontificate. And I was I, I was definitely an abuser of that, especially when I was going to Howard because I created Cannon's class to really I did all of that. Well, that was actually a real class, but I was doing it to show how smart I was. And I had read all of these books and I was trying to show off for an OG. And I was like, man, I read this book. I know this book. I know your book. And we started uh, spitting rhetoric that was actually tropes. Uh, a lot of things were. Uh, and there was a difference between truth and tropes. The minister uh, Farrakhan always says that you do not. No man, especially a leader, wants to spew falsisms. You only want truth 
to come out. The truth is your sword. So I, I have to differentiate the things that are actual truth and stand firm on the truth and apologize for all things that are false. And that's that process because I hurt a lot of people in the process because I was spewing some untruths mixed in with truth. And when you do that, you f- you fuck a lot of shit up. You fuck your own credibility up. But you didn't do it intentionally, though. No, but that doesn't matter. So and pontification could be accidentally not having. Well, but see, where where the the sin that I committed and, and where the devil was operating in me is that I was just trying. My ego got. I was just trying to. If I wasn't up there, just trying to show, look what I know, and this and this and saying anything, I would have stepped back. Yeah, a wise man knows that, you know, he has to be slow to speak and understand I should have let that man speak opposed to me trying to put things out there that mm-hmm. I didn't know if were, well, I perceived to be factual. Mm-hmm. And through the process and, and, and even what the Jewish community calls Teshuvah, uh, I, I took some lessons because everybody thought like I went on this apology tour and like, oh, they made you go to the Holocaust Museum. Like, I, man, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, no, what I did, though, I took the step to say, oh, shit, I hurt you. Show me what is wrong. Mm-hmm. Correct me where I'm wrong. If not, y'all got to own some shit too. Mm-hmm. And now I got my own podcast with the CEO of the ADL called Solutions, to hate or not to hate. And we talk weekly about the, the shit that I was getting canceled for. We deal with it every every single week in a very intellectual, intelligent manner. And sometimes like, nah, you got to own that. And he'd be like, well, you got to own it. And we talked about everything from Kyrie to Kanye. And we, it's probably the only space on the internet or on television or even through podcasting that you can hear factual black and Jewish conversation. And the goal is, like I said, to find solutions and not create division. But I thought the apology you posted on social media was well thought out, but more importantly, what made me mad, because I was one of the first people from Wild and Out that had a relationship with you personally to go out and publicly speak about how I thought the cancellation attempt was bullshit. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm not that. saying that the accountability or whatever, because I'm, I'm pro-accountability culture. Yeah, always take accountability for anything yeah. you do wrong, um, but then don't, because they, as they know, they jump to conclusions as well and, and actually were uh, putting forth uh, the stereotypes and the tropes by attempting to cancel me. There was, I got message, I got word from someone in the high, a higher up said that they had to make an example out of me. Right. But so that's what you make example out of bucks. You make example out of property and slaves. So which, just th- that which, terminology which, alone got people a little nervous. Which, which would bring about the conversation that maybe you were heading down the right path because when you make examples out of people for the wrong reasons instead of holding them accountable, then you start to whip up other emotions of people who feel the certain way it that It was such they a feel. difficult position for me because where I was actually trying to walk that thin line and do right and apologize for my wrongdoings. Then I got an entire community of people, my people, that are saying, don't, don't apologize for nothing. Stand up straight. Be firm. You, you was right. You know, look what they did to you. And it's like, ah, nah, I can't. Like, so it was, it was a, a very but tough But I felt situation. like your silence allowed enough conversation to happen that needed to happen. Yeah. Because you didn't get out there every day gaslighting the culture or nah. attacking. And you, I could have. Yeah. But, but real life was going on for me during that time. Obviously, that was 2020, which was a horrendous year for so many of us. But literally that same week in the midst of my cancelization, uh, one of my artists that I have been trying to cultivate and, and really help, uh, who had been in and out of different facilities and uh, had, a, had a horrible incident with the, with the police where the police ended up uh, shooting him and we were working him, he went in a coma, working through rehabilitation. I got a call literally two days after my cancellation 
uh, and I had been communicating with him through like that he had uh, murdered himself and shot itself so that like really that was the biggest eye opener for me it was like this shit does not matter whatsoever and I, I, I just zoned in and focused on one my, my own family uh but then the things that truly matter because man nothing's promised man we we live on it that stuff like that makes you see how small you are and you know what I mean really we on this spinning rock with like a fraction of a millisecond when it looks like everything that this thing has done is like the significance of who you are. We got to make the best. I think we too hard on each other as humans. I think, you know, we're too judgmental. I think if people really understood that, how to operate out of love and that that's the glue that brings us all together and that we got way more similarities than differences. I mean, if you even look at our DNA infrastructure, man, like that shit alone uh, shows that there's really no differences in it. Like if we talking about complexion or even culture and things like that, we've all been through some shit. You don't have to do oppression Olympics. You don't have to say what community uh, suffers more than another. It's just like, yo, we all got, we all fucked up out and we here. We don't have to politic each other's pain or yeah, say I suffer yeah, more than you. Yeah, I call it you. the oppression Olympics. We ain't gotta do that <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, like it's really like, yo, look out for one another. Like, try to help somebody instead of trying to, you know, divide. And you know, people don't like that. People like to turn me into the, to the, to the villain a lot of times because I do speak out and I do say things. And if you know my heart. You know, I'm only trying to do it from a good place. But that's that's the part that I wanted to talk about. And that was part of why I really wanted you on early on on the show, because at Wild and Out... But you, you was mad. And he was like, fuck him. I, did, <laughs> I, never, I never said fuck him. I did say fuck a couple people on your team, but I'll tell you afterwards. No, but I will say, like, people think at Wild and Out that we're sitting up, pl like, plot with Nick. Nick walks out, prays, gets on stage, performs, and then leaves. Yeah. There may be a Wild and Out girl or two that go with... No, I'm just no longer. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> but no, we don't. But the one thing I always wanted to ask you was when that cancellation shit was going on. Yeah. And you were giving a lot of people grace. Yeah. You know, when you see what happened with Kyrie, he made a mistake. However, maybe through a lack of education or whatever, the public beatings and lashings and that I called a lynching yeah. was to teach us all to stay in our place or... But if you don't, there's extreme consequences. A lot of people don't remember. Again, I don't ever like to take credit for anything, but I was probably one of the first people to speak up for Kyrie. I remember, yeah. And I spoke up directly to the head of the ADL and be like, yo, this is a term. Do you know what the term buck breaking is? Mm -hmm. He had no idea what the term buck breaking was. And I broke it down to where it's like, yo, back in the day when when a slave got out of line, they would put him in on, on public display and do some horrendous things. Uh, to, and really uh, emasculate uh, them to let all the other men that they owned say, you are getting out of line. So obviously that's extreme when we're talking about that. But when you can put another man on display for making a mistake and say he has to follow these rules, therefore you have to stay in line and we have to make an example out of you. You're creating just as much harm and just as much low frequency negativity than what, uh, what initiated the the entire thing. So if we're really all trying to come together, it's more about understanding. That's the, the term I was telling you about teshuvas, where a community can, can embrace each other. And uh, I think even in South Africa, even during apartheid, they created a term called truth and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And even all the ideas of atonement, those ideas of repentance, start with the truth. If it was a mistake, it's a mistake. If some, or if there's truth or whatever it is, deal with that manner and then reconcile based off of that. But you have to start from those practices. So, like I said, I, 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 I will continue to do that. You know what I mean? If I see one of our brothers, if I see anybody 
uh, being hung out to dry or like, cause no who's not that. above the, the opportunity of repentance? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I say we too hard on each other. Just like, to me, the way the, the universe operates, it does not punish or reward any of us. It just reacts to energy. Mm-hmm. So whatever you give off, if you give off love, you're going to get love. Mm-hmm. If you're a negative motherfucker, you're going to get negativity back. And so therefore, it's the idea of like, look, we all going to fuck up at some point. We all going to do something that people don't agree with. But again, what are you saying? Like that we got damn near minutes on this planet when you think about it. Like, so I come from that understanding that like, let's do as much as we possibly can, as much positive high frequency shit that we can. And hopefully it outweighs the negative bullshit. So when it's all said and done, we can say, yo, we rode this shit to the wheels fell off. So when I started everything I was doing, uh, Queen Latifah said, uh, make sure that you connect deeply to the black audience, get them behind you, and then take them on a journey with you as you move into more mainstream opportunities. Yeah. I feel like you and her are two people that I can- Shout out to Dana. We love her. We love Dana. Uh-huh. Um, you, her, Kevin Hart, I feel like are a few people who've High been- High frequency people. Really connected to the culture and then moved through and, and have had mainstream success but still stay deep rooted in the culture. Got to. Do you think that's when, when they try to cancel or try to cancel the show, they couldn't because the culture showed up and, and you owned and, you were, and you're an owner also? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, there's a lot of that that goes to it, but I think, I think it's spiritual warfare at the end of the day. When people like yourself, like other people who are really the people you name, operate at such a, a high frequency and at a high velocity, uh, you stop hearing the, the, the bullshit, the, the shit, the negativity. And so therefore, I believe there's certain energies that are trying to come for you. So you're more vulnerable when you're up here. You know what I mean? And as much as you're not in the day-to-day grind of it, so that's why they tell you to stay grounded. But Eagles can only stay grounded for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's those ideas where, like you said, you got to tap in, you got to make sure you being authentic. So then the culture will always fuck with you. But at the same time, you got to take the culture with you. And like, it's all about elevation. It's all about drive, take, bringing everybody because a lot of us get caught up and be so high frequency that we stop fucking with, you know, where we come from. And then when, when you need them, they're like, nah, you, you, ain't, you ain't been rocking with it. So right. I always just try to stay true. And I, you know, like I go back to, you know, San Diego every weekend, you know, just to tap in just with my family, with, with the with the neighborhood, just based off of that helps that those are those times. But I can't stay there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like it's, it's about plugging in. And even when I say I got to unplug from all of this shit, that's where I plug back in and where like I take out the, the, the garbage at my grandmama's house. You know what I mean? She got this little old ass wiener dog that I got to clean up the shit after. Like she but don't why, care But about. what is taking out the garbage represent? I mean, does that represent? Because that's what she thinks. If she needs me to do something in her in her 80s, I'm going to humble myself at any point and say, I'll pick up this dog shit. I'll... I'll take out your garbage. When I'm in my, my, my office making hundreds of million dollar deals, somebody else comes in and gets the, 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 the garbage. So that aspect of it is like my, my, my grandmother, my mother, those type of people will always, and I actually don't even like to say humble because humble means to make yourself lower, to make yourself small. It's more about they, they, they bring me, they level me out. They make sure I'm aligned. Because the things that they instilled in me and the values, the moral compass that they brought to me at the beginning uh, will never go away because they don't see a celebrity. They don't see they see their son, Mm -hmm. you know, their loved one. And the fact that, you know, they want me to be as healthy as I possibly can. They want me spiritually, mentally and physically. They want to make sure that the person that they knew before all of this shit is still solid Mm -hmm. and still well taken care of.
We talked about cancellation earlier. One of your friends who um, I used to have a really close friendship with, not as close anymore, is Chris Brown. Right. He, he's been canceled, but now I feel like he's come back. He's done the work. He's done the work on himself. He's talented yeah, as fuck. They too hard. The AMA is played in his face. Which same, was, yeah, same thing. Like, that's somebody I've, I've been speaking up for my little brother. But I want to say it's not only supporting yeah. him publicly, but you put him in a film. You've been his friend. You've been and available to him. I continue to, man. But why do they keep playing in his face and not allow him redemption and an opportunity to move forward? Optics. It's all optics. I mean, first of all, that man was a teenager, but he had to he had to live through a horrendous mistake in front of the world. And we all saw that as a kid horrible picture of Rihanna on TV. Uh, I blame, you know, again, the media from like because I was mad when I saw that photo and, you know, knowing both of them. But but again, that was. How, was, like you said, the man ago. is in his 30s now. Yeah. Uh, and that's the horrible thing about how this generation has to grow up because you have to relive your mistakes every single day. Like, but imagine, if, you're a black, if you're a black man. Nah, white people too. Not, but, not like black men? Uh, because I think like, even like, I mean, because, and we've all heard the stories and the rumors and stuff, but like, and that's why I say it's optics, it's visual, it's the thing. Like, if, if we heard that there's, there's rumors going around, allegedly, I ain't gonna fuck with me on this thing, but about like, Jonathan uh, Majors. I was like, but I was gonna, no, not even that. I was gonna go back in the day because you said white, black. Yeah, okay. I was gonna go Sean Penn and Madonna. Okay. You know what I mean? We heard that Sean Penn was put, throwing hands. Right. You know what I mean? But we didn't see it. We didn't see a picture of, of Madonna all bloodied and bruised. Like now, there's video and everything. So one, nobody should hit anybody. Mm -hmm. But the idea of that this generation, and especially you put black on top of it, then they want to turn you into a monster. Then they want to instantly villainize you because they already fear you. So then they feel like they can't relate to you and they start calling you names and calling you an animal and how dare he. But that's all based off of the media and the optics. Mm -hmm. If they really wanted to give Chris an opportunity, you know what I mean? They would get a chance to understand him and get a chance to know him and look at his resilience and everything that he actually has overcome and the brilliance and the giftedness that he has. He's made so many people happy through music, through his art, uh, and he truly does want to repent, has repented. It had got on the same page with, with Rihanna many, many times over Years over. ago. Yeah, and even... And, and Did even, a song together, yeah, too. Yeah, even... A, and, but people won't let that go, like, to where you have to... You have to forever wear that jacket as an abuser. You have to ever, forever wear that scarlet letter that it just shows as humanity, we don't really operate out of forgiveness. And if people could just really understand that concept of love, uh, and forgiveness and true understanding is what, whether whatever, whether it's what Christ was talking about, Buddha was talking about, all of these ancient teachings come from a space where like, I am not perfect, therefore there's a higher power operating in me, so give me that opportunity to grow and be forgiven. But that's where you said cancel culture should be cancel culture, but I also feel like accountability culture is necessary. All, those two, counsel culture and accountability yeah. culture. But then, but because part of the counsel is learning to take accountability for your wrong steps. But isn't cance, cancel culture designed to cancel culture? Because when you look at like <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg versus Joe Rogan, or you look at, like when you look at the Well, first of all, cance, cancel culture there, is make believe. You know what I mean? The devil is only yeah. in, uh, in control of illusions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you fall victim to the illusion, 
then therefore you will operate only in the low frequency. If you know you're greater than the illusion, you can't be canceled. Mm -hmm. So all of this shit, you know, like, that, that's, what, that's what the devil has reign over, only illusion. He said, you can have all of this, but Jesus knew that that wasn't real. Mm -hmm. He knew the real shit that was popping off. So the idea that the, the, him being the author of confusion, if I could put something beautiful in front of you, but it's all superficial, and then take it away from you, like, ooh, I desire that. So I know that, Energy is the true currency. My, my, my health is my wealth. So can't nobody cancel that. And, and, and that's what I got to keep rocking with. But the idea of like, like, tell me somebody who's really canceled. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I always say that cancel culture exists in the minds of black people, but the hands of it, they believe, uh, exist in the hands of mainstream. Yeah. Well, what is mainstream? And exactly. Like, because I that? could, like, say if I fell victim to the several times they've tried to cancel me, and I allowed Have that. Have they tried to, to cancel you more than once? Yeah. Like, you got, you got to, you just, we ain't going to bring all this shit up, but it, it happens <laughs> quite a bit. go through my cars real but, quick. <laughs> but it, but that's, that's depressing when you feel the whole world is against you. Mm -hmm. And you, you hear your, your life being debated you know, constantly, you wanna, you wanna isolate. And a lot of times that's not healthy, especially when you're dealing with stuff. So that pressure of cancelization can actually take over. And I, I've gotten to some extremely dark places, but oh, you wanna cancel me? Well, fuck it, I'm out, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and when you start thinking like that, that's when you let the devil win. Mm -hmm. But if you just be like, man, fuck all that. All right, those people, you know, who run this network or whatever may not fuck with me, but. I'm not going to focus on them. I'm going to focus on all the people who do fuck with me. And I'm going to lean in there and I'm going to work harder for them. And I'm going to show the appreciation for them going hard for me because that's where you understand stand true relationships. It's like Dr. King said it the best. He is like, the, the test of a man's true character isn't in times of comfort, but it's in times of controversy. Mm. So when I saw other people's character and my character grew, I call it, it like a, a character kaleidoscope of seeing everyone's true colors. And I see that as a blessing because now I know who fuck with me and I know who don't fuck with me. Now, you are, I, so sometimes I feel like you fuck with me and it's like, don't fuck with me. Because there's many times where, like you said, you be the first to speak out. And then I see you be having my ex-girlfriends on, on the couch and, okay, and okay, shitting okay, on me. You got okay, a whole team okay. of people well, talking about how I ain't shit. <laughs> Nick, don't fuck so when do you Stop fuck with me? <laughs> well, no, I fuck with you 1,000%. Talking about the interview we had with... Um, the the, the expose. <laughs> it was not an expose. It was an interview with um, with Jessica. Who we love dearly, who is extremely talented, who is... The, uh, the beauty is, obviously, that doesn't even be spoken about. One of the most beautiful women on the planet, but... Who you were in love with. Still in love with. Who I think you're still in love with. Yeah. Who was even part of season opening of like season 16 or whatever, seven. I can't Man, remember. Man, that girl, like she's. You she, were chasing her. Yeah, she's been my muse for a long time. And it's been. And Jessica one White, of, my yeah, Jessica White. Yeah, one of the reasons why is because, one, that woman has overcome so much and, and it's just a, a light and an angel to, to so many and just operates on a higher frequency. But. Also, when is is sensitive and delicate, so when you have outside influences and people talking and always in your business, 
that shit can be like you you can't treat an angel like that you can't constantly put negativity on somebody who can't handle negative she don't speak negativity so then when she gets in these settings and you manipulate her to talk bad about me okay first of all because you know she loved me first of all, so instead of just saying how much do you love him you gotta say how well much because of an she, no she's told me how much she loves you okay but that's first, what you should have been sharing you called her world. angel she wasn't literally an angel with uh Victoria's Secret. She's yeah. Victoria's her, Secret. Her middle name but, is but, actually and, and she doesn't tolerate a lot of drama and mess. And she's not that person. And neither are you, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. But let me but say you this. brought it out of us. No, I, <laughs> I let, gave her the space to talk. Where she said she was hurt was I didn't know she had gone through a miscarriage with you while you were having and a that's baby her, with Brittany. Like when she shared that, and you know, that's, I, like I said, when it comes to any of the mothers of my children, those type of things, as someone who has lost a, a, a child mm-hmm. as well, like I, what I've learned, you can't, especially when dealing with a mother, there is no age or stage where you can judge how one, a woman's emotion should be when losing that child. Right. So uh, grievances, people, we operate in different ways. So then when one speaks about that level of pain, you got to be sensitive to that. And that's why I feel like... Uh, Did you like, feel I betrayed you in having the interview? Yes, re- especially re- with, seriously. Because, because what I saw, and I, I, I look past the the physical. I look into the spiritual. I, I, can't I saw, it. I saw manipulation for the for media me? and for clicks. Wait, you thought I manipulated her? Yes. Really? You get, first of all, you took a woman who was vulnerable, and I in took love, her, I came to her house where yeah, she was staying. Yeah, because this was and I and we'll, she we'll, called me. We'll dig deeper. Okay, no, because what and and I'll take full of blame and accountability for this, because of the power of the media and where, who I am in the media, she felt like there was a narrative that uh, tried to make, like even Wendy, I got at Wendy when she did this shit. Wendy called her crazy. Called um, Jessica crazy? Called, cra- called her crazy like on live television. And there was these narratives about, cause that they say about all the mothers of my children. Why are y'all dealing with him? Something must be wrong with y'all. Y'all ain't before the mo-. like all of this bullshit, all of this low frequency negativity. So then they put on their armor of protection, which is ego, which is this way, and want to speak and say, I am not all of these negative things that you guys are hurting my feelings with. So what she really wanted was the opportunity to prove that she wasn't crazy because she's far from crazy. She's brilliant. But because people paint these narratives of women. So she came to you for help because you are the, one of the most powerful people in media that she knew. And she was like, I want to show the world that I'm, I'm, I've been going through stuff. I'm in a lot of pain. I, uh, and I need healing. And instead of us wrapping our love around her, I wrapped we, my we, love around her we, with a couple cameras. Uh, but I did wrap go my back love and watch that interview. Do you you had your other two calls. He, I, he don't even listen. He, I'm like these motherfuckers are shitting on me, and I, I'm, I was trying to be there. I can't believe you felt that way. I, shit let, on me. But let me say this. I, like, I, I, will, shit, I will go back like, and watch. Right, drippy shit. I'll go back and watch <laughs> the interview. I don't feel like we were shitting on you because I'm always present in my, I do get phone calls from people that go, yo, man, like, we got to protect Nick while you post that. I'm like, I, first of all, I didn't post that, but it, that's what's out there online. Yo, you had two hours of content uh, shitting on me. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, in that, did you feel like you played a part of any of that? I take full accountability. Like I said, I want her to share her true and honest story at any time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's even why things were like, you know, on the Daily Canon, we got uh, 
the mother of three of my children, DJ Abby De La Rosa. We talking every day. And, and the three of them and you? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> she's she's strong. Uh, so, but but even like every like you'll start to see like one you know one of the mothers of my children is is got her PhD in psychology uh, uh, from uh, the like Ivy League school like and she's gonna tell her so her journey is incredible. You got Bree who who we both uh, have been on wilding out with but like one of the like top real estate agents in the game like I, these women will tell their story when they're when they're time and when they're ready to do it so i i, I want that I, like i don't want to uh ever speak for any of them because i know they can speak for themselves even in times of pain even in times of 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 darkness they i i lean on them but how are they all finding out about each other? Like, are there conversations? I fucked up on that. I that did that's that what I'm wrong. saying. Like your communication, if you're early on, to I them. learned. Like that's why I take accountability because I was try. I was under the understanding if I don't share something, uh, it's like I was letting people know information on a need to know basis, mm -hmm. and I was trying to be respectful and delicate during certain people's pregnancies because of as I've been through many times. You don't want to say nothing for the first trimester because yeah, you don't know. it could be yeah. successful or not. Then even at times, okay, first trimester's up. I want to give you the opportunity to share with the world however you want to talk. And then I will support it. So I was at a time because I, I was, there was multiple people pregnant at the same time. So I was trying to do this little dance and I got fucked up in it because, and even out you take pregnancy out of it, when you're trying to please multiple people, whether not just physically, but you find yourself in a conundrum of like, all right, well, if I do this for this person, this person may not like how that was uh, perceived or put out there. So I had to be real delicate. And again, I just chose to be quiet. And then when it came out, I would own up to it, take accountability. But even that wasn't the best way because it, it got messy, as you've seen on Hollywood Unlocked. But when you looked at the Jessica White interview, when you look back at it, besides feeling like we were being shady or manipulative and all these these titles, yes, these, yes. these, these but, pronouns that I refuse to accept. No, because, and it's not, In I would say you as an individual, but I'm saying the, for the clicks, for the likes. But I don't do any interviews thinking about the clicks. I, I, I don't, I mean, of course, you have to have the moments that you know are going to be great for promo. Listen, okay, yeah. let me throw something out there. Let me throw, let me throw, no, let me throw something out there. The more clicks, the more shit, the more viral we go, the the more our names are known. Therefore, the more money, like, I get it. I but, get it. But, you, but, you, give, you empower me the more you talk about me. The more y'all keep my name in y'all mouth, the mightier I become. But there's never and you're been, a professional and a master at there's that. There's never been in my mind an intention of, I'm going to, first of all, I got to go to Wild and Out. I, you employ me. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to go fuck up my bag now, too. Like, I don't That's think what that we like, said. <laughs> so I think that might have been around your last Jason. season. I started I start getting called, like, Jason, fuck Jason. I'm like, what? Fuck me. Like, what I do? No. Okay. Because you didn't even, like, you didn't come to us. Like, you just, again, I appreciate yeah. giving her a space to speak her narrative is how you guys put now, it I out. I will there. say, in all fairness, one of the things that people don't know about me is, when I, and this is where Joe Budden got mad at me too and got in his fucking feelings, but I didn't have a relationship with him like I do with you. Right, right. I should have picked up the phone and called and said, heads up. Yeah. The reason why I don't do that and people, what I'm learning now and I'm learning now really in this moment is that because I don't do that, people think that it's shady. It's uncomfortable for me. I don't like to have the confrontation. Right. I don't like to have, because with you it's different than Joe. I feel like if I would have told Joe, Tahiri said you beat her ass. He would have that, went. Those, that's that's heavier. He would have went. Out, he could have went out and said something on social media. Then it looks like I'm trying to tell you know. So yeah. that one, this was different. So for that, I probably my bad. I could have gave you the heads up. If you fuck with me, 
Yeah, yeah, but, but it, I think it's it's less about the optics of wanting to be messy and more about like just uncomfortable with it all. But also what you got to understand and you got to take accountability for is that part of who Jason Lee is, yeah. there is a messiness. Like there's yeah, a, that lie's been you, out there for you some gotta time. put it, but you do messy shit. Me, <laughs> like Hollywood Unlocked is messy, Jason. It, Hollywood Unlocked is messy. Yeah, Jason Lee is not. Yeah, but you created Hollywood Unlocked. I That's like saying Nick Cannon don't be wilding out. Wilding out is messy. Yes, in the <laughs> episode that he is on, it's probably gonna be uh, messy. But I got rewarded for being messy. Is what I'm saying. It's, you got rewarded for Clap being. You got I'm your own tell. show. If you were sitting here. Talking about nothing but positivity and flowers and all that shit. Wouldn't nobody click or watch this shit? Well, they would click and watch it because no, they tried to. I tried to do a positive talk show and uh, well, you messed up. You should have had me as a producer. I'm just saying. So you would have had all the messiness. Oh, over I would. There. Well, we had to work that we thing try, out. I was shot high frequency. Well, first of all, I'm glad I got the fuck up out of there because what I've learned. Because now my new show, The Daily Can, and I get to be. Uh, as I, I get to do all the things that I couldn't do on daytime television and I get paid way more yeah. than that because that bag that everybody thought was there that Oprah and Ellen was getting they took all that money that shit ain't there no yeah. more. but the ideas and the power of owning your own shit mm-hmm. having multiple platforms to put your brand out there and and these these streamers these digital processes is so much opportunity and so much money there so I, I actually value what I did in Harlem at the Nick Cannon show trying to put on for my community uh, the lesson that I got out of that is own, don't partner with people that don't understand your culture. Period. And therefore, I got enough money, I got enough power to do it on and my own. And you got own. the name and relationships already. You don't need yeah, nobody. So, but yeah, so, but I say all of that to say, but we do know there's certain frequencies. Like people, it's easier to operate in the lower frequency. There's more people down there. So you have to speak to those people. Part of your job is that you command and speak to those people very well. Where people like, like we're saying like, oh, you didn't reach out because we on a different frequency. We up here, we, we vibrating, trying to either get to the bag, trying to focus. And, but somebody has to attend to low frequency people and... That's well, I, 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 I tend to tune into all frequencies. This room is the cappuccino. When you think about the heartbeat, it's up and down. Yeah, when, when the heartbeat go like this, you're dead. So for me, I, this is the room where we do the cappuccino. Yeah. And over there, I do the tea because, I, you know, I do have an audience that I do serve. But I will say, like, I know that. You, I don't see you throw drinks in people's face on TV. Eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago. And just like Chris Brown, they remind me all the time. <laughs> So, you know, there, there are opportunities to grow, but I think the power and ownership is you get to control the journey that you're going to go We have on. watched you evolve beautifully. Yeah. And if anybody has seen your journey, one thing I can say is the resilience. I mean, the fact that you get to share your story about where you come from. You come from one of the toughest places in California. You've been shot. You've been through so much. You lost close loved ones. And for you to now... It, the story, the journey, the, the happy ending that you've created for you and your family, everybody got to applaud that, man. And, yeah. and, and even in that process, if you had to, if you, if you, had to, you know, dig a couple of potholes in order uh, along your journey. Or you, graves. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say graves, but as you know, you, you, you got down and got messy and got dirty a few times. But that's why I say now when you're at this place and you can see that 
your words matter. You got to take accountability. The, the responsibility of having a strong voice, especially for the culture, you got to make sure you, you report and, and, and are accurate with the things you yeah. put out. I will say that um, on top of that, I'm 45 years old. So when you talk about low vibrational energy, if it just brings me to a place I don't want to be, like I don't, my, my fans go, why don't you go live on Instagram and tell everybody what you think anymore? Because I don't want to. Cause I don't I, have we, the bandwidth I mean, And that. I may not even have that thought anymore. Yeah. I just don't have the energy. But I, I, I agree with that. Now, let me go back to a couple of things. You have, last time you heard you had three kids. Now you have 12. 12. Potentially a 13th on the way. That's the, see, the see, that's the shit I'm no, talking about. The streets keep saying that. See, the that's that low vibration. No, I, I, got, no, I got 12. No, I want to I I I want, I wanna, I wanna give you gifts because we do give gifts on the show. Don't be giving me no dick awards like you gave uh, Hitman. Listen, I would never disrespect you by giving you a dick award. Okay, so first, um, I'm going to give you this award. This, this is one. I mean, not a award. This is a gift. Um, these are flashcards. Okay. Yeah. With all your kids' names on. Oh. Ha! Um, I did. I fucked up. But is but but people, no. But that Howard fucked me up because first of all, <laughs> I was I was he interrupted me as I was going in order. Right. And the funny thing is like the, to, if you want guys on the truth, the my my beautiful daughter Onyx, that's probably the child that I spend the most time with. Really. I'm with her at least three times a week for the full day. But I don't put that out there in, a, in the media or social media. Because, because it's not for them. It's not for them. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, Lanisha and I have a super strong understanding and our co-parenting operation is is so solid. But, you know, if you see me on Mondays, Wednesdays or Fridays, my daughter is right next to me, whether I'm on set, whether uh, we it's just it's just real talk because. I got a nursery in my in my office. I'm literally gonna leave here to make sure that I can spend the most time with her. Now, not to, not against all my other kids because all of my other kids they're in school. They're you know they're babies, but that as well as, as Onyx. But the fact that I appreciate that Lanisha gives me the respect enough to allow me to to have her you know really is as equal amount of time that she does so, so last time you were here you had three kids you had the two. you like keep saying three no, kids now you got 12. It's, because it's a journey so you had the twins with mariah does what does she think about all the all, all of the children she high frequency man she like man you high. she she always asks you all right you, you how you doing you, you you handling it all and then she's like long as you don't bring none of that bullshit to, <laughs> over here to, to to the manner of carrie <laughs> like she don't like she lives in her own world she nothing can infiltrate that so when we talk daily she's just checking on my spirit and she knows that you know a lot of the, like that's the thing i think there was a a narrative out there that she was like seeking custody uh she's not even a person yeah, she, like that I, yeah. but we was like at dinner the night before that i was like this some shit happened that i don't know about that like but it's like people will create low frequency messages to try to say that there's something wrong so she encourages me she's like yo let's make sure we on the same page every day so if some bullshit comes up we know that it ain't like true. when you see her and kim kardashian TikTok and you yeah, start we, singing why are you so obsessed because I, we that, all know you was hit you you uh, were laying the kardashian you, <laughs> you were laying that thing in the car earlier so when you because when i saw the i'm a pioneer jason you were, by the way i am a pioneer by the way we want to honor you with the pioneer award <laughs> this year and my, and my worship but no when you saw I, I, no talent because I, I was i was i was somewhere watching you with kevin by the way, Kevin, uh, what's his name from uh, Entertainment this is Tonight? Amazing. 
Kevin, uh, Kevin Frazier. Kevin That's my Frazier. Brother. You know we got love, a new show coming out. Kevin Frazier, you know I love you, but you know you're just as messy as I am. But a little Yo, classic, yeah, right? Kevin, Kevin is fearless. Fearless. I'm put that entertainment tonight, Michael, your face and be like, so who are you having sex with? <laughs> right. Oh. But I saw him doing the interview with you at the studio, and I'm like watching it. And I'm just watching you both play out about you responding because I was waiting to see what your response is when I saw the TikTok. It was so nice. It was dope. First of all, I knew that was happening, and then I think to me. Not a, I find it brilliant because <laughs> a little backstory in that the song that they was TikToking to is a record that I produced right. with uh, Mariah and it was literally like if you listen to the lyrics of the record I remember when we came up with it uh, it was literally about a man coming home that had been out all night cheating and she's like I'm finished with it I'm done with it and we wrote it because we were married at the time as a comical song I was like imagine if this happened and she came up with all of the concepts and the, and the you know, uh, it's a rap, really. So, and then that song went viral, became another number one. And the fact that Kim and Mariah and North and Monroe were all, I, I saw that as a beautiful moment. I just want to make sure my publishing checks is coming. But I always thought you, I, I, we know Mariah is your soulmate. I think I saw somewhere recently that you said, or somebody said that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I always You're going to end up finding your way back home. So people, people want. I see that in the comments a lot. But then I like, you know, stay away from her. We glad you gone. But like, <laughs> the idea is like, I never experienced that level of love from anyone. So why don't you go back and get it? Because it's so many. Th- First of all, that was over a decade ago, and we're we are like the best of friends now. I feel like with all of the madness and and shit that I've accumulated that's, and I try that's to bring social that. media that's that's social media but I think it would be I think it would be too difficult one I believe she's in a relationship and she's happy I, I don't want to disturb that uh, but then at the same time I feel like for our children which is the best thing and the thing that we both focus on this scenario is is a lot healthier for all of us because if we were all up under one household especially in the day and age that we live right now I think uh, the enemy would try to attack from a bunch mm. of different ways. So the fact that we can have we we have the income, the wherewithal, the time, and the energy to to, to co-parent in such a beautiful way. And I I have like I, we didn't argue when we were married, but I have since we've been divorced, we've never had an argument. Okay, so so basically you said that once you figure it all out, y'all end up back together. That's why I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and how what's together. How are we not together? We might be together now. You are together, I think, spiritually. I think through your kids. Let me break this down for you, too, because this is why I say I'll never get married again, and this is where the understand. So maybe you're... Not never? Never. Because this is what people... If people always have to understand what happened in our life, it wasn't nothing crazy. So to be married, you don't have... It's not about being in love with the person. To be married, you got to be in love with marriage. Okay. I'm not in love with marriage. I can be so, because when you're in love with, like people are like, oh no, if you love a person, you'll marry them. No, you won't. That's putting too much pressure on that person because you're not getting into this solidified, lifelong bond sanctioned by the government right. because of your love. You're doing it because society says you have right, to do right. that. So the idea of marriage is beautiful for people who are in love with marriage. That bond, that one-on-one, especially what I believe is beautiful is when people get it out the mud, grow from the bottom and build something amazing together. Those marriages are the type of marriages that the Bible speaks about that should be exalted. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Not 
he knew find some chick off OnlyFans. So it's like, wait, don't OnlyFans shame. They're gonna go. Oh, they're gonna. No, go. they got. I know, but I'm saying I'm talking about where you find them okay. in their in their journey. Yes. You know what I mean? If I found you in high school, if I found you and when we was in college together and we built, if I'm now successful and I go on your OnlyFans, you can't be my wife. But you are both equally yoked. You're both super rich. It's, you both are already bonded through your children. You can have a I commitment said the, oh, that ceremony. That was the best process. Yeah, right. Like that was the best relationship I had ever been in because we were equally yoked. Because I did find somebody that I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to worry about trust. I didn't have to worry about somebody for my money. I didn't have. So that's why I speak of that so highly. But I don't desire it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, in that sense, because she's moved on. I've moved on several times so therefore now we can coexist the way that we do but if i tried to recreate like i'm a hopeless romantic i I call it a fearless romantic if i try to create recreate our love story that we have before it'll never be as great as it was we got to see it we lived it and in the grand scheme of things these milliseconds that we operate in as molecules that's going we will be able to tell that story but after all the kids and all the different baby moms do you feel desensitized to love at all to love not to love but to relationships yes I don't define relationships. That's why if you see how I operate now and everyone has the opportunity to, to define it how they want to. I have no problem how any of the mothers of my children want to live their lives because I don't have time to, to bask in negativity. So whatever decisions you choose to make, I'm going to support it from how you see it. But if not, like, like I said, every day, like people probably going to be in other relationships. I know every relationship I've been in, there's been a point where a woman has given up on me. Mm. So if anything, I feel like I don't want to give up on anybody else. So therefore, I'm going to always be there for the people who love me. So with these relationships, people tend to say, one of the double standards is the man can have all these girls and baby moms, but the women can't have other relationships. The women can have all So the mothers of your children can have relations with other men. Absolutely. But then what that does for me, that allows me to see the playing field of how you how you value yourself, because that's a character decision, because I know I'm working on myself. I know I got things I got to do. I got insecurities. I got ego issues. I got narcissistic ways that I you have narcissistic ways. Absolutely. I, but I have empathy. I have empathy and I don't have rage. So those are when I did all the testing and stuff, the two things that probably make you the most dangerous and, and toxic narcissist is the rage and the the lack the ability to not feel so that's the kanye yeah <laughs> well you said it i mean but uh but that so i do Wait, have there's that. a narcissist test yeah it's a psychological test because there's, there's a spectrum they call it the uh, <laughs> my team telling me i need to take it yeah really? it's like it's like three uh it first it starts up over the, the the spectrum goes overconfident which are, are, well, it's confidence, which we, you know, yeah, yeah. we should all have. Then you get overly confident, then you get egotistical, and then you get narcissistic. Mm. So, and then when you get to that space of narcissism, it could be very dangerous. Mm. And I definitely know I've swam in the deep end of that pool. You know mm. what I mean? A lot of times I probably made very selfish decisions, especially because of my health. Like, I just be like, fuck it, I'm, I almost died, or I'm gonna try to stay alive. And so therefore I don't, I get to these spaces where I was like, I don't care what nobody say, I'm just trying to, Make sure I'm healthy enough and can't deal with nobody else. But you got to be a little bit more compassionate and empathetic during the process because people love and care differently. So I've le- I'm learning. I'll say all of that shit to say I'm learning that. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I know the, the character shit I got to work on. But so dealing with the mothers of my children, as difficult it is, as it may be to be involved with me, when they make certain choices, I'm like, oh, she just revealed herself. Mm-hmm. She just that's her character. 
Speaking of the deep end of the pool, we do have another gift. Oh shit. Um, I that, like this. I'm fucking with this. I'm gonna put this up. Yeah, I'm gonna put this up at the Daily Cannon. <laughs> I got some beautiful names too. Y'all are pretty accurate on these. Zion Mixolydian. Wait, just have you know Mar- Mariah a little bit. Moroccan has more of her personality, right? I don't know. Like he, I think he's more like me because he's funny. He be talking he, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, why, why don't you and Mariah let him go on? He needs to go on. The few media. times we have let him go, he, but he does it so classy. He's so good. Like they came for, they said something about his, his mom. Something he was like, hold on. He was on Twitch. He was like, hold <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He's like, first of all, I don't discuss any of my family issues, and I feel like you're being disrespectful right now. And that's not why I'm here. So if you're gonna continue asking those right. questions, I'm gonna ask you to remove yourself. Why <laughs> like, would y'all remove him from? Social media, we need. I love it, but you know, I'm Mariah. I'm, I'm, yeah, Mariah is more of a private person, which yeah. I understand. So, uh, you know, they, it, I, it's a balance, it's alignment. So I let them run. They all, they be, they make TikTok videos with me and do all that stuff, and they do it with Mariah too. But I kind of let them have a little bit more freedom, uh, especially stepping into the place uh, being, you know, almost teenager. Well, Mariah came to the Hollywood Unlock Impact Awards last year, and she said that Floyd bought her her first pink Birkin bag. She wants another one. So I think you should get just How much do those cost? I don't know. I just Trust, I, get, I tried to buy Mariah a dolphin you're, you're one rich. time. That's what I'm saying. A dolphin? <laughs> I built the whole fucking aquarium in the Bahamas and everything. I was like, but I, I found out you can't buy dolphins. You got to go You were going to buy her a dolphin? Yeah. When you have a woman who has everything. Right. I was like, yo, I'm gonna get you, you know, she got the eye in my eye. I was like, I'm gonna get you a dolphin. You can be like, and it swim up and be like flipper <laughs> well, and shit, but you can't buy dolphins. You gotta adopt those animals. You gotta have a sanctuary. Yeah. So we didn't have somebody to run the sanctuary. So that plan was foiled. See, I don't think so. I'm just, so shout out to you, Floyd, with the pink uh, <laughs> back. But you too, till you can buy a woman a dolphin, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. Listen, uh, speaking of dolphins in the deep end, okay, here's your gift right here in this bag. Which one is this? This one. This one? Yes. <laughs> and our gifts are very well thought out, by the way. Just so I you like know, it. we try to tailor them to each We're going to put all of this shit out at, on the set of the Daily Cannon, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Jason's yeah, you, messiness. You still my Because this, this is messy, nigga. Is it's that messy. messy? No, it's not. No, it's messy. Trying God, to, I need flashcards for all my kids. <laughs> you ain't shit. That's going to be the little headline. Nick Cannon I'm looking out for my flashcards from I'm Jason Lee. I'm looking out for my friend. <laughs> Stupid. Yo. What is that? Why, see, why, see, what? messy. No, I ain't no, even pulling no, this out. No, no. Well, we know. Fuck out of here. You know, ain't giving me trouble. With we it. know you have a problem. I know when you out. ain't supposed to talk. Listen, we have. We know you have a problem pulling out. Look, there's another gift in there. I'm not even. What is this? This is an asshole. No, this listen. Is an asshole. No, listen. A whole asshole for okay, this. Okay, the spermicide. We can put that aside. Whatever. Okay, this is a hoe bag. Now we never, we never developed a hoe bag here at Hollywood Unlock. Um, just take that with you. Don't worry about it. Why do I need this? You may not need it, but somebody else that you may. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Think what on the way home? I knew this. You and Kevin. Kevin got me a vending machine full of this shit. What? It's making rain. That's what <laughs> <laughs> listen. Kiss my ass, Jason. Listen, 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 listen. I use these. Do, no. I don't use no. these on the people that I'm trying to create life with. No. Do you really use them? Yes, when I'm out here thotting. Wait, you know what? I saw you were 42, which you're younger than me. Yeah. You know, as we get older, they say, I don't have this problem, and clearly you don't either, that we have erectile issues. <laughs> you're not having Sorry that. for you. <laughs> I guess the other way. I can't keep this motherfucker under control. He won't. He up before me every morning. <laughs> I can't. 
So you're basically taking advantage of. Okay, look. Um, okay, mass singer. But you ain't got. Oh, okay, yeah. No, no, don't pick it up. Don't worry about it. We're gonna put that in for you. We're gonna make sure you have that to go. All right. So look, you you got the mass. So you left America's Got Talent, um, and then they hired that coon over there to mm. do it. What? Messy. God, that's messy. <laughs> yes, that's my man over there. Shouts out to Terry Crews that he's referring to. I didn't say his name, you did. But you called him, you called him out his name, okay. Jason. So so the show is gotten, I love him. The show I, I love Tyra. Ty, when Tyra got the job first. And uh No, she didn't do a good job. I sent her flowers. I on know her you first did, because you're nice, Nick. You're nice, Nick. You I did love, you did that job the that, best. Tyra Banks, she was on my list too. Uh but she she at the To she, take down? Not, I'm see, see, I'm not talking I mean, about sorry, that. I'm impregnate? talking about the the Today. women. No, I'm gonna bring it back because you're gonna get me fucked up the same way every time. <laughs> you know, they ain't gonna be coming after me like Taylor Swift fans. So you try to stick that big old thing in poor little Taylor. No. <laughs> you and Yay need to stop it. What I was referring you know, to, Jason, I was saying the people I loved looking up when I was younger were Mariah Carey. Okay. Tyra Banks, I remember them Victoria's Secret model uh, uh, magazines used to come to my mama house every week, and she was on the cover, and I just thought she was the most beautiful. She don't look like that no more, though. Yes, she does. And then uh, Janet Jackson, uh, I say Mariah, Tyra, Janet. That was pretty. Those were my top three. Really? Yeah. I I mean, you like like J Lo was in there for a second, but I I was I those were my three because J Lo didn't come until later in life. But the women I just had posters up. And it was Mariah Carey, Tyra Banks, and Janet Jackson. Mm. Why you never went after the other two? Uh, me and Tyra became really good friends. I mean, like I said, we had worked together and stuff. I, no, I did. I ain't gonna front. I shot my shot. Like uh, with early seasons of Wildin' Out, we shot Wildin' Out the same place they shot Tyra Tyra Banks show. And I think I was too. I got too excited. I was too overzealous. <laughs> the fact that she was like giving me rhythm, I was like. Oh shit, and I started doing dumb shit. Like I sent the giant uh picture of myself with my shirt off to her. Hilarious. <laughs> like I Hilarious. like try to over I tried to pick her up in my Rolls Royce and she's like, this shit is corny. So I learned a great lesson uh that you have to treat women with authentic. You don't have respect. to pick up the condoms, we'll, we'll get that. But yeah, shot, so shouts out to Tyra because she taught me a lot of lessons. Why you never went after Janet Jackson? Bobby Brown got her. Well, see, I didn't that wasn't that was because I during the time obviously my man JD was with her so I did, like it was kind of off limits uh, and that and anything before that like I was I, was, I, that, I didn't think I could get Mariah Carey to her base origin like that wasn't a reality for and me. You put her whole name on your back, picked her up, carried her all across. Wouldn't the fan. you? You got your, well, if you got your dream girl. I've been waiting to carry. There Kelly gotta be Obrey. a man's back that you who what, Kelly what, 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 I would tattoo. What Kelly. man's name would you tattoo on your back? Kelly Obrey, but not like <laughs> Shamar Moore put freedom at the bottom. You can't do a tramp stamp if you a man putting your name down here because that you know freedom is Shamar's. It's his middle name, but he put it right above his butt. He put his own name. Yes, freedom and freedom above your ass will really cause. That's I'm a not. that's a conversation. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so um, thank you for, you know, I've been grieving the last couple weeks. You brought my energy back. This is what I needed. So you know, about, I appreciate you. frequency, I'm with you. Okay, so when WAC 100 came on uh, my podcast, he said he had a business with you called Incredible Diapers. Yeah. Didn't understand it, definitely understand it now. Yeah, yeah, because. Are you going to have all your kids in the campaign? Now no, that, funny. viral. You've been talking, that, but see, that's, WAC actually asked me to do that. Viral. Hey, you crazy. Viral. No, well, let's talk about what this is all about because it sounds like it's probably like a weird pairing and stuff, but WAC uh, 
is always trying to put on for the community at his yes. core, regardless of when he out there talking crazy and stuff. Uh, and, you know, as an individual, there's a way to, if you, anybody knows anything about low income families, diapers, those things like that are, are scarce. And so what we were doing, we're tapping with some people overseas and we were trying to provide free diapers for low income families. And through that, that's why we created the incredible diaper movement. This was before I had a whole bunch of kids. Now it makes even more sense optically. But uh, so we were trying to put on for the community and even get the government involved because not only were we, because we weren't trying to sell these diapers, we were trying to get it from the manufacturers and get the government to pay for it in the same way like WIC program. Mm. So you got to be smart and able to, to know how to put on for your community. So WAC was, was brilliant in bringing all of that together because it wasn't just about, oh, I'm about to create a diaper line. It was more about like, yo, we're trying to provide for the hood. Yeah, speaking of the hood, WAC's only called me about three people. He's called me about Shaq, he's called me about Kevin Hart, and he's called me about Nick Cannon. <laughs> and when he called me about you, he said, I, yo, bro, we got to protect Nick at all costs. And I said, what am I doing to Nick? This whole narrative, can we just end messy. This, Let me just end this narrative today. I love Nick Cannon. I do. Hollywood Unlocked has got me in so much trouble. I heard trouble. I was on your shit list. That's what I was like. <laughs> I, know you lo- I know you love me. I know, and you know I love you. I don't I care like, what I, it looked like. I got to go over here and talk some shit with Jason. But no, because, and like I said earlier, in the interview is always based off man I respect what you're what you're doing I mean in the sense of like and I said I used to say this to Wendy I used to say like I understand you got to know how to operate on all frequencies but they, people don't understand how hard this job is they hard don't understand where one you built a brand from scratch you own your brand it's all black owned it's all you you empower so many people you employ so many people and then the fact that you are it's still the beginning for you you gonna you gonna if you stay on that path and continue to operate on the frequency that you operate. I'll get big enough to show up on Mass Singer. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Fuck I yeah. can sing too. Now I'm telling you, I won't know who I am. I'll be in that bitch. What is the goal, Jason? What is like? What are you? Uh, what are you I'm world domination. Um, I want to have extreme influence. I want to have a global brand that has businesses in every part of the world. Um, I am launching my foundation at my award show this year. So That's now I'm dope. getting into the purposeful work. And yeah, I just want to keep. You know, I am. You element. out here dating? Is it going to be like I, a power You know, I am, I am dating, but let me tell you something. I went on a date with somebody the other day, and I told them I was single, but because we had had sex before the date, oh. you know, they snatched the phone out of my hand as I was getting somebody else's number, and it was a moment that I don't so want. So guys do that with guys. Oh, my, and went to show out in public, so we quickly got in the car, and we quickly got said See, this is my only question in, in, in your world. I've, I wonder this. Because men are physical. Yeah, you put your hands on something that's domestic violence. Yeah, so yeah. but who gets the charge? There, well, <laughs> you know, you might both go to jail. Now you in the cell together because really? you But even imagine. something like that, like if, if another dude snatches my phone, I'm swinging. Oh, you can't. You can't do that. Cause it's, so, but like how do, how do you, you differentiate? Because like I will swing on some... Well, now when you got money, you can't swing. Yeah. Because yeah, you're getting exactly. sued. So that's... We ain't, I got security now. They wear masks with these... With these school, but thing. even like the level of of argument or disagreement, yeah. like that's two dudes. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, but it's still like, like who bows out first, like a like in a in a in a traditional. No, relationship. I was in a relationship years ago where my partner was really drunk, punching holes in the wall, bust out a window, and I told him to leave, and he swung on me, and we got in a fight. Right. And I didn't even know it was domestic violence until later on when you, because you're with your partner fighting. Yeah. Yeah, but we ended the relationship because at that point it became physical. So then, okay, so then in that process, even in the sense of because the, the promiscuality mm-hmm. of men. We hoes. 
So when it's two men together, y'all but, just fucking hair. But that's why I'm in therapy now, and I'm saying to my therapist, I'm going to reshape, like you. I'm taking my cues from you. Well, I'm saying, reshaping what relationships are. So yeah. now I'm saying whoever I'm with, we have to be open to being open. Because what, my, my, because what I've learned that women do for me, uh, and that's just like that, that, that's super interesting because women actually align me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I need uh, so much feminine energy to help me with all of this toxic masculinity or masculine mm-hmm. energy that I'm trying to bring down mm-hmm. because when I come home to a peaceful environment and she massages my back or she prays with me or we meditate together, that to me is what keeps me, or just the fact that they get like children, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that has put, given me such a different perspective that helps me become a better person that mm-hmm. I believe. So I was like, if I was still out here in, the, in these streets wilding with, with chicks that I didn't give me that. And I've, that's why I say like, even though I mean, we joke about the condoms and stuff like that, but like when I've made a connection with someone that I'm saying, I can have a child with this person, it's usually because they've already given me so much of their self and now I show like, yo, that's, they, they love me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what the word says, or regard, like think about to be with me, you really gotta love me. Like, why, why you say that? Because look at all of the bullshit that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, but you, but you're a good like you're a good human being. So the internet shit, social media shit, the optics of it all that because a lot of people don't understand it is one thing. But who you are as a person? Is no, different. totally. But even the hassle of like, first of all, for any couple to work, like you talked about earlier, is being equally yoked. But for for anyone to actually sacrifice whatever it is well they, they have, have no life. privacy now yeah they, but yeah. that was like i'm just talking about relationships in yeah. general like you must sac that's one of the reasons why i don't fuck with a traditional relationship because you got to make sacrifice i think i was trying to make this point earlier but we went somewhere else like i'm at a point in my life where naturally i don't want to sacrifice for another individual mm-hmm. i want to sacrifice for my children and that's about it but i can't give time energy love to somebody that I just met. Mm-hmm. I don't want no new friends. I don't want no new relationships because I value the people that are in my life so much and I'm already spread thin enough mm. to where it's like, I gotta be attentive to that. So it's like, that helps me be aligned to where I need a woman's energy to keep me alive. But because you're super rich and super successful are you also doing paperwork to protect your interests because i don't care about that stuff see I, but don't you have to though no because this I, again i believe true currency is your energy mm. and that's what i you I, I, I wish i could make a contract you cannot take this much of my energy when you leave because period <laughs> because that money money comes and goes i always tell people you know money don't make you happy happy makes you money mm. So I'm always gonna be good, and every dollar that I make is for my family. Mm-hmm. Like what? That's it's funny because there was some narrative like, "Oh, Nick Cannon don't pay child support." What I was saying is, Let's I am not in the child support yeah. system that is ran by the government. Right, right. My your, your money is their money is my with, money. Your relationship with the mothers of your kids is not they controlled. Whatever they want by the court saying, "Pay this, pay that." Whatever they ask. But they try to make it seem like you were being a deadbeat dad who don't want to no, give their baby mom my money. My account is their account. Yeah. Wow. 
I have and a there's kid. a lot in there. <laughs> so we ain't going to run out. <laughs> See, if I had a vagina, I would have a kid with Nick Cannon. This is why. <laughs> because I want There's the viral <laughs> moment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Lee wants to have a kid with Nick Cannon hey, on the next Hollywood Unlocked. Exactly. No, actually, another bone I want to pick with you. You're doing this show. You only follow one <coughs> account now on Instagram. Because I went back to see if you were following me before you came. You're still not. Whatever. I'm, I'm I not. temporarily follow the projects that I'm producing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was going to be about. So you're following the project that you're doing now. And you're doing it with Vibe Magazine and not Hollywood Unlocked. So let's talk about that. Because um, Vibe Magazine is a staple and historically in our culture. So are we, but okay. So no, you just, you getting started. We're, 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 we're there. The, like so, that, because what Vibe Magazine represents, you got on the cover of Vibe. You made it. You made it. And Can that's we, what we're doing with these young future superstars. Now, you know what me and you should do? What? We should buy Vibe Magazine. And I mean that. Because I'm now in the process of acquiring other. No, I, I, there's, because there's, I've been. This is this thing when everybody wants to buy shit. Like, I've been doing this a long time. I got offered to buy things. But what that does, those, what you're buying are problems. You're buying, if your lawyers uh, advise you correctly, you don't, the equity of something like a vibe or all of those things come with problems. Of course. And so I don't want no new problems. I'd rather create some (laughs) new shit that I own. It is a clean slate, high frequency though. I I bought Soul Train. I bought Soul Train. You own Soul Train? Back in the day, I was was the first person. I was going to put Soul Train back on television, on NBC, uh, in the morning. And I was the only person that could bring NBC and Viacom together because I was going to have the reruns on VH1 Mm -hmm. because I was the only person in Hollywood who had a deal at... Uh, NBC Universal and Viacom at the same time. Huge deal. Uh, and I also, but that came with all of the original people mm-hmm. who who actually uh, own those things. So when whenever you're telling someone's story, whenever you're taking an intellectual property that you did not originate, it comes with every lawsuit that that had uh, that those people ever had. It comes with every family member that that person believes that they daddy started or was the CEO. So when all of those things, whether it's uh, from the Dr. Sabi documentary that we're still making, but it's stuff you got to do from the idea of soul train from any anyone I want to do the Arthur Ashe story, the Marvin Gaye story, all these things that sound like, oh, you what happened to that? What, what I heard you was doing that is usually because these intellectual properties are so clogged up with these attorneys which we love. We love attorneys. They do make it complicated. (laughs) And therefore, as the culture, we can't push it forward. So now I'm in the business of just creating my own. So no, I don't want to buy BET. I was going to say, but you you already in the Viacom CBS world. Whoever buy it, y'all got to pay me a lot of fucking money. That's (laughs) what we're talking about. I'm half the market share over there. You wouldn't want to own BET? No. Why would I want to own BET? Because you ran Nickelodeon, you and I, and when you actually in those corporate things, like when you buy something, you bar, you're buying problems. Create something from the beginning, like you've done. Yeah. And now Jason Lee, now Hollywood Unlocked, can now be the intellectual property that you started from the beginning. It's kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Right? In that yeah, sense, yeah. when you start it together from yeah, the bottom, yeah. it's so much more valuable than if you buy somebody else's property. Okay. So the show that you're doing, though, do you have judges? No, it's not a competition show. It's more like a VH1 behind the scenes where okay. all these people that, you know, we've curated through Vibe, through BET, all these people that I partner with for the show, uh, Live Nation, we give these artists that we believe will be headliners and superstars in a year or so, we give them their own, instead of it's a tragic story of like, oh, they could have made it, it's like, nah, we get to see that journey. So like, imagine if you got to see Drake's first tour. Imagine mm-hmm. if you got to see Rihanna's first tour. Imagine if you got to see Beyonce's first tour. This is that process of we making these bets every 
every season of these are the 10 artists that we believe will be the superstars of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was gonna ask to be a host, but you know, because I, hey, I, you. Yeah, it's not. Well, I got other shows that you can like. I think you should come on the mask. No, whatever you want. Listen, I, I will say again, the power of manifestation, and this is why again, I know you say you don't want your flowers. Uh, no, you deserve them because there isn't a lot of us putting on for us. When mm-hmm. I asked you for the job, I didn't have the confidence to do it. I didn't have the belief to do it. Right. You pushed me to do it, and when I came back this last time, I said to myself. I'm gonna go out there and just have, cause now, now I really feel like I've arrived in who I am. To me, I, I lost the you weight. Went, you went crazy. I said I'm you gonna come in. out there and have fun. I was not. I was so comfortable. I had a good time. But it's yeah. gonna go viral. That's all I'm gonna say. Jason Lee's uh, team captain episode that got him to win the the, the championship belt over there. You gonna have some problems when that comes. You think out. so? I mean, I don't know. I, that yo, like you said. I'm gonna blame it in editing. And here's the deal: if I get sued, it is retribution. For the Jessica White interview, I'm. Confident. Oh, there it is! I'm Thank confident. you. There it is. <laughs> Shout out to Jessica okay, well, White. Look, that wasn't messy, but now we got to get to the games. Oh, I thought we just. We did. almost done. Oh no! It's right, like, we, right. I see what the, I got. Thought I made minutes. it out. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know I am a different Nick Cannon. I'm on a higher frequency. I will be not speaking about any past activities that I was when I was in these streets. I am a father now, as Ray J would say. Go ahead and clap <laughs> it up for the disclaimer. <laughs> High frequency. Right. But, but unfortunately, now we have to get to the games. All right. So here at uh, the Jason Lee Show, we play a few games that I think we have designed in order to just, you know, clear the air and have a good time. And Nick is the perfect Messy. Guess. the name of this. No, Messy it ass is game. not. All right. So the first game we're going to play requires us to use these paddles. There's a paddle right okay, there. Okay, cool. Smash or pass? I'm going pass on all of them. No, you're not. <laughs> I am confident with the people that we've selected for this segment. See, this is this is what it is because, you know, I'm an open, honest yes, individual yes. and I I keep it a stack. Absolutely. So these games give the one of these games probably was the cause of my divorce, to be <laughs> no, honest. No, no. OK, the first person, it's a colleague of yours. Nicole Scherzinger. Well, yeah, everybody knows that's my ex. I wouldn't do it now, but I... Oh, so we need to have a smashed <laughs> Yeah, put thing. an ED. That, that's I lo- Man, I, I was so in love with Nicole Scherzinger. That's probably the only woman I've ever chased. Really? I chased her. What about her? I gave her Bible verses. Well, I gave her a custom Bible. I like, because she's very, she's very spiritual and super into her Christianity. And like, she was like, I'm not messing with you. You toxic. And I, I was, I chased her for years before the Bible is what got me in there. What about her made you chase her though? Huh? What about her? First of all, super talented. Mm-hmm. Like beyond, like the level of talent, like the world hasn't seen how talented she is. Like vocally, she's incredible, but her acting, her humor, her impressions, and then she's just a good person. Like one of them people that like don't say bad shit about nobody. Like it's just like you see, she cries every episode of Mad Singer. Well, <laughs> like, maybe because she's look, maybe because she's looking at you, wishing that one of those babies were hers. Nah, I don't no, think so she ain't fucking with me. She's in a relationship. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, the next person, Larsa Pippen. Ah, that's a, she won't, she want to get fucked four times a night. <laughs> well, you got it in you. you say, I ain't got that Scotty Pippen. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got that Michael Jordan? I got one good game a night. <laughs> now I'm going to sleep. So you're going to pass on that one? Yeah, I mean, she, she's a beautiful woman, but uh, I just, like, I, I just, it's, a, it's a lot going on. Like, shouts out to Michael Jordan. Like, no, she's with his son. That's who I'm talking. His name is Michael Jordan. Oh, is it? Oh, I don't know. Well, it's young Jordan. Jordan Jr. <laughs> Jordan Jr. Okay, let's move on. Okay, the next person. She's on TikTok, burning up Ice Spice. Too young. 
Okay. She's like early 20s. Pass. Yeah, yeah that's, she's too. I, I, I salute the movement. She's the hottest in the game right so now. So what's the what's the youngest you will go? I think it's like 20. I would say 27, but if it all comes together, 25 is all right. 25. But like nothing below 25. That's a child. Uh, I could be their daddy. I man. agree. 25 is. I'm 45, and people criticize me all the time. 25, you know, we can go. And out, it's probably like 27 out. to 30 is where I'll be like, okay, I can. I feel okay being attracted to that person. Right. 25, I feel like I'm talking to a child. Mm. Okay. The next person, she's uh, she's lit. Julia Fox. Uh, yeah, I, she needs some eyebrows. Like I don't like <laughs> that. Co- she co- it confuses me because she's a very beautiful woman, but I'm like something's missing, and I realize the, it's the eyebrows. But without the eyebrows, you won't know when she's. I don't why, and why? I, again, forgive me and shouts out to her. I'm trying to you know, I don't want to say anything negative, but who is she? That's Kanye's ex. I know that, but she's I'm saying, an how does she? Oh, she like what, Why should I like? What? Who? Do I, why would I know her? Uh, Cause she's right there. I screen. know, but I said like I knew I didn't. I never heard of her until I heard she was with Kanye. Yeah, she's like, she's an actress. I don't I don't know everything. Like what she's is been that's in. what she's like the. I need to interview her so I can ask her. Yeah, who she I is. don't know why she's famous. <laughs> you know. Her. I mean, I just I just I don't know her. Okay, listen. You I have, sound like Mariah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know her. <laughs> but Mariah knows who Jennifer Lopez is. She does not know her. I cannot. Okay, <laughs> the next person. I know her. The next person. She has a kid. Her name is Danny Lay. Yeah, people don't know this. But this is another uh, person. She will always be like a little sister to me mm. uh, because I've known her since she was a child. That she, if you look in all my uh, videos and stuff from back then, she was, I don't say she was signed to me. We were working on music. Uh, we had a group called Curly, Curly Fries. Mm. And she had curly hair. The other girl had curly hair. And they were not only my dancers, but they were also, we would make music and stuff. And we were, I was developing a show for Nickelodeon for them. Okay, so we're gonna pass because she's like a sister. That's family. Okay, okay. But she's beautiful now. She grew up, but I'm with that's like that's that's like I can't look at Kaylani that way. I can't look at her that way. Like I've known them literally since they were children. This next city girl, city girls are up. Lori Harvey. Wait. Uh this is Lori Harvey. This is a toxic game. Oh, because oh, you're friends with her dad. Yeah, you're gonna get me but fucked it's Lori, up, but she's it's gorgeous. Lori Harvey. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we just start like, Lord, no, if she wasn't, oh, no, I got to pass. That's, that's Steve's No, name. see, I knew you were going to let the politics take over. But if I didn't, but if, if, it if wasn't her Steve- last name was Johnson, bam! <laughs> <laughs> She's bad. She is. She's I, bad. I salute it. She got what? Because I respect that she moving the way she want to move. She ain't letting none of the social media like she she doesn't look like her roster almost fucking with mine. And she's keeping it classy too. Like you don't know why her. She and, move how she want to move. Like her, Kim, uh, Kim Rihanna, Kim Kardashian. I call it like the Madonna frequency. They do what the fuck they want to do, and they don't care what other people think, and they get respect for it. You put Kim Kardashian in the same category as Madonna and Rihanna. And Lori Harvey. I'm talking to, I'm not, first, wait, don't shit on Kim Kardashian. She's a billionaire and she built the empire on her own. She let her, she let Kanye's kids sit on Pete Davidson's lap. Hey, that, they, look, I don't get in other people's business. I, I got my own problems. I stay out of grown folk business, but that lets you know the level of boss that Kim is. Yeah, okay, we're, we're going to She got going. Kanye going crazy. <laughs> crazy. Okay. Um, you know what's How funny? You, shit you know what's funny? Kill. When I was walking from Chris's I house, I thought that was your partner. You, I, didn't you Facetime me one time, bro? Listen, listen, <laughs> from, listen. From Kim, no, house? I, I did because when I was walking from Chris's house to her house <laughs> in their own mansion village, in their own area, their village, <laughs> she looked at me and she said, 
Oh yeah, you're on Wildin' Out with my ex. I didn't even know that y'all had the relationship until Shout she out brought to Kim. it up. Is she on this list? Where's she at? Mm. <laughs> so would you give her a fifth baby? I respect Kim highly. She still has a vagina that's not locked down. Does Kim want more kids? She's young enough to have more kids. See, but Kim be letting other people have her kids. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. The next person. But I, like, again, that'd be, that'd be an amazing child. What? That kid would be talented for real and know how to use And know media. how to get to the bag. Right. All right. This next person, um, Megan Good. I recently had NLD Chop up here and he fucked it up. Oh, Megan is amazing. That's, that's another person that, like, that's like, that, there was a point in time in life where we were best friends mm-hmm. like when I like I love her mom I love her sister like that's that's family so does she get a smash her pass we she's grew single. up together Jason right which means you said yeah. well you said earlier you when you grow up when you build up together that's what he said but I'm keeping it stuck we keeping it a stack stack this might be what first woman that broke my heart really yeah oh you guys have already dated we were kids though but you dated. I don't date when you're teenagers. It's like, mm. wait, was this love, the, love don't cost a thing? Way before time. that. Okay. Megan was the first date in Hollywood. She took me to the NAACP award. She was nominated. And I drove all the way from San Diego on three wheels. Really? On a, on, in a donut. And she, I mean, like I said, since I was a kid, that was, a, I, and I had already known her for a long time then, but she asked me to go to the NAACP awards when I was 16 years old. And that night blew my mind, but she never really fucked with me like that. But what if love brings you all back together now? That's, I love her. Mm. Like, I literally, like, I, that's family. So like, you, would you like, it's like you asking, would you, like, these are family members. So you have to pick smash or pass. I can't, it'd be like, like, like I said, okay. she broke my heart when I was a kid. So Megan fix it. She's one of the people, reason why I'm the canon that I am today. <laughs> Okay. She broke my heart. I said, fuck that. Ain't no girl gonna ever have that level of control with me. Fix it, Megan. <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. All right, this next person, we're, before we show you her picture, we're gonna show you a video because she was recently, well, we'll show you her picture. She was on our show recently, Sukiana. But before we show you, before we get into who Sukiana is, let me show you a clip that happened while she was recently on our show. Okay. Nick Hammond. Smash. I'm gonna put this down because I still wanna be welcomed at Wild and Out. Uh, I would smash him. Like it's, he's he 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 is very wealthy. He has a huge penis. He's a black man. He has a huge penis. I can't take a huge. You want to see one. a picture of it? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me see. So you, you got try to call me? Well, well I, I get everything on my phone. I'm Hollywood. Oh, oh wait, oh man, why okay. you got a picture yeah, of my dick in your phone? I would say smash. Nick Cannon is a legend. He's a goat. So here's Nick. Where you get that? That's 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 internet lies. Oh God. Are you serious? She looks intrigued. What are you showing her? Oh my gosh. Mariah Carey was taking that dick? (laughs) Apparently all of them were. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I will be singing every Christmas Eve too. (laughs) (laughs) I smash this because she funny as fuck. (laughs) Okay. We gonna talk about why you got pictures of my dick in your phone. No, we had to research it because (laughs) I sent it to Danielle when it came out to verify. But listen. As That's you a, know, as you I know. Don't, I'm not, I, you said you weren't going to be giving me no dick awards. Listen, this is me. not a dick award. This is an award that was created by That's, God. It is the Mandingo that, Hall of Fame small, Award. Too. They, uh, well, compared to what yours is. <laughs> yes, this is given to those who have a greater gift than a Grammy, an Oscar, a Tony, or a Golden Globe. This is the Golden Eggplant. So, yes, I'm sorry. Do y'all really get to keep it? Yeah, we're going to engrave We're going to send you one with your name on right, and everything. I'll keep it. Um, Thank but, you. Wait. I, I think... Uh, 
my daddy, my daddy's daddy, I think uh, all my ancestors with uh, that are packing Mandinka warriors. Wait, so when, <laughs> wait, so when that penis leaked? That was not me, yo. It wasn't? No. I don't even, first of all, I don't even know. It's happened a few times, but I'm going to let you know, I'm not a dick pic taker. Smart. Like, and when people ask me, like, like why? why? Dicks are ugly. Let's just start there. Like, I understand why women take pictures of their body parts. No. But a, a dick, look at this thing. Wait, this ain't but nothing do, cute but, about wait, this. But do, you, but do you realize that you have a whole other fan base now from my community who think they've seen the real you? Hey, like I said, that ain't wait, what? Well, anyway. Uh, okay, but those no, of I'll, us. I'll take a fan where I can get a fan. But those of us that are in Hollywood, we've heard about it. You still earned it. You can keep it. Okay. Well, that's it with that game. Let's I still on. don't know what picture you're referring to. Well, I can't show you because you'll be offended. Yeah. All right, let's, next game. Don't show me. <laughs> okay, now this next game is really simple. It's called Tea or Tweet. Now, this is a game where I ask you the tea and you have to tell me the answer or you have to tweet something that I tell you and you can't tell anybody I told yeah, you to we, tweet we that. We ran out of time, didn't no, we? No, this <laughs> is we're, we're almost done, I promise. Okay, here's the tea. What Wild and Out cast members did not support you when you got into the dispute with Viacom? They all supported me. That's an easy answer. I, there was not one that didn't. Uh, some were louder than others. Like oh, you, publicly. you support, but everybody supported me. They did. My man, DC Young Fly, like everybody rocked with me. Okay. Well, I can't think of somebody. Yeah, they all well, rocked with me. The tweet was going to be messy as hell, so we'll just let that Good. go. Good. Okay. All right, all right. This next game is called Name Drop. This is where we're going to put somebody's picture up on the screen, and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind. You okay. already did I that like during this game. Smash or Pass. Okay, right. here we go. First person, Fat Joe. The big homie. I okay. love him. All right, next person, Marcus Houston. Uh, go home, Roger. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, love, I love him. He, he put on for the culture. That's you got sir. That's sister, sister. That's... I will never lie again. <laughs> okay, this next person you're going to get mad at me because you're, I heard you were mad at me about this. A what? Orlando Brown. Yeah, well, you know, see, this, this is what, uh, mental health is a real thing. Yeah. And I, that's like a soft spot for me. Like, whatever the rumors is, like, the shit was hilarious. We're like, Nick, man, sucking dick. Like, when he did that. But, but it was so unbelievable and crazy. But... I, I really love and appreciate this dude, one, for what he's done for the culture, but I like when you see when people overcome their demons and even like his journey wherever, I think he's doing the show now and all mm -hmm. that, like I'm rooting for this dude. Mm -hmm. Like I really have a strong love for this dude. I'm, I've probably met him once or twice when he was younger, just, you know, in passing and so much talent. Even like, like I want him on Wild and Out, to be honest. Really? We tried it like even, I'm like, if, if he is out of space, Health-wise, he can be on the show. See, but this is what makes Nick Nick. And this is why I really feel like, I know you don't want your flowers, but to have that level of compassion, because if somebody go out saying I'm sucking dick and I love sucking <laughs> dick and I didn't suck it, I'm going to let you have it. But that's a, but when you can see that, even because I've, I've dealt with mental health on so many different levels, when you can see actually see someone's neurotransmitters not firing off correctly you have to have compassion you got yeah and, but oh i hate when people exploit him mm -hmm. like when his speech pattern and different things like that's that's a manic episode mm -hmm. that's not entertainment mm -hmm. but when again because we all go through our things when we're healthy and we got that process 
one of the most talented young men out there. I would love to have him on Wild and Out. I love that. Okay, the next person speaking to Manny, <coughs> uh, Kanye West. Love him. Okay. Uh, will never give up on him. Has done too much for the culture. Uh, he has said some god-awful, treacherous things. Uh, but I think that a lot of that probably has to do with heartbreak. And he's always wanted to be an underdog. I've known this man before he was a household name. The love that he has for his mother, the love that he had for his wife, and the love that he continues to have for his children is a real thing. Uh, and but all of that, when that's being, when all of that is taken away from you, you, you don't you. It's uh, what is it called? Self destruction, mm -hmm. and that's what we're we're watching. Uh, but the beauty of him, in which he's always loved being the underdog. So even if as much as he, the self destruction that we are watching him throw billions away and say whatever you want to say, he now is comfortable in the space of like, watch me show y'all that I and get I back to the And I think he can come time. back. He's gonna. He's gonna show us all. And he's gonna, he's gonna apologize and uh, all the things that uh, he did wrong. Uh, I think through, you know, a lot of therapy, a lot of education. Uh, and like I said, the Jewish community is such a loving community of teshuva is what they call it. It's like they will wrap their arms around him and teach him why uh, things of like glorifying Hitler and all those things are not healthy for anyone in really horrible statements. And the last person, our friend, Wendy Williams. Love her. Praying for her daily. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't get, she needs, uh, she's already in the Radio Hall of Fame, all that stuff, but she needs to receive her flowers. We need to all, the entire world needs to wrap their arms around her uh, and allow her to get back to a space where she could be the queen that she always was. Well, listen, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for not um, killing me for the work that my staff has done. I'm going to throw them under the rug. <laughs> right, Nick, thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Let's yeah. hug it out, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you a side hug. You a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.